My name is Ryan Wynn, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. This podcast contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Hello. You are currently listening to Orchata Squad with your hosts, Veronica Fernandez Alvarado and Marian Fragoso. And we have a special guest today, a very distinctive member of society. <laughs> Please, Vanessa, introduce yourself. Hey, thanks for having me today. Um, well, I mean, my name is Vanessa. <laughs> so, glad to be here. Glad to be here. I'm happy that you invited me to come talk to you. Now, Vanessa here is a part of several organi- student organizations here, and she is also a major in, I'm not going to lie, I don't remember what you're a major in, so you no, better tell me right now. It's public relations in Spanish, and then a minor in business. A and woman of all, of all <laughs> kinds. Wait, what? A woman of all kinds. Oh, you do a little bit of everything. I, yeah, really. Really do. <laughs> and I feel a very special connection to Vanessa because of two reasons. One she is a Veracruzana. Hey. Yes, hey, and true, I am true, also true. Veracruzana. We love Veracruz. <laughs> um, uh, I have issues just because of the fucking mosquitoes, but... Oh my gosh, but no, that's why you gotta go during the winter. No yeah, mosquitoes. No, like, mm-hmm. December, I mean, on top of it, just being the best time for, like, holidays, you know, like, to visit Mexico, but, yeah, in the summer, it gets wild with, mm-hmm. like, the mosquitoes and the humidity over there. Yeah, I can't but, go back there. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it really is a beautiful place, and the second reason why I feel a super connection to Vanessa is because she always refuses to spoon me and hold my hand. And I'm like, that's so rude. You know I'm so sensitive and fragile, Vanessa. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, we're actually going to establish a few things. We actually have some rules that we want to break down to y'all so you all know what kind of podcast you're listening to. Um. And this is something we wanted to do the first episode, but we couldn't. And now we're actually like doing it this episode. So I'm going to read them out. I think there's exactly eight. Yeah. Yes, there is eight. So. What are these like the commandments of the podcast? Yes. This is is the eight commandments of Ochata Squad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So our first one is that this podcast is puta positive. Really put up. Put the positive. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that we engage in, <laughs> no, we support, yeah, or engage both. Um, we support um, ho- ho puta activities. activities, yeah. We support her activities. Yeah, we do. And we will never slut shame. Um, and this also includes sex workers because they're usually forgotten about or shamed. So we also want to bring light to them because they're usually seen in a bad light so sex workers we love y'all yes we we're all hard eyes for y'all yeah um our second thing is that we we will try to make this podcast as intersectional as possible because we live intersectional lives yeah and um again that's not it's not always a hundred to like a hundred percent positive because um you know you can never include every group at all times but we will try our best and Again, we are, we live intersectional lives, so we will always include those who are less represented. Mm-hmm. And our third thing is that we absolutely love our gender non-conforming 
like listeners and Latinx folks. So that is why we will try our hardest to keep saying words like Latinx. And that's difficult because Spanish is like super like gen, like it's super gendered all the time. So, you know, we're just always that's why we're going to use Latinx. And also we're going to try not to use the word Hispanic because I personally do not like the word Hispanic. Yeah, same. Me neither. Because mm-hmm. then it just gives powers to like the colonizers because Hispanic comes from like Spain and no, 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 no power to them. And um, also we will be, we will try our hardest to not use gender language such as you guys. So that's why we will say y'all. Um, and if we do, we will use a code word, which is bananas. Bananas. Bananas or platanos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either one, it's acceptable. Our fourth thing is kind of a two-part. Um, so, because we are very women of color-centric, femme of color-centric here, we will only have white people as guests if they follow these two things, and they have to follow both of them. One, they understand their privilege, and two, they actually do something about it. So we're not going to have some random ass, like, I don't know, conservative Republican, like, I don't know, super white person just to get like listeners to hear us like debate and argue with them because our emotional labor is costly. Like, yeah, if you all want to debate and do stuff like that, you better Venmo me. <laughs> Venmo us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emotional work is work and it's labor and every type of labor should be paid. And also, again, acknowledging your privilege is not enough. Like, white guilt. We don't have space for white guilt Mm -hmm. or white tears here. Like, we don't care for those. Um, So actually do something about it. And, um, again, acknowledging is not going to do anything for any community. So at least be active on social media about political stuff or defend your uh, peers of color, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And our fifth thing is that we honor those who came before us in like latinx we're particularly thinking about like locatoras like brown femmes Mm -hmm. who have like like you know open doors for us to do podcasts so thank you very much for that and our sixth thing is like i've already said we are very femme of color centric here Mm -hmm. because we are femmes of color and we will always try to like shine light on femmes of color here at the u of o campus and our seventh thing is, this is an established thing. We are going to have shout outs every episode to, mm-hmm. you know, give recognition to femmes of color. And our last thing is that we will not be bringing femmes down here. No. Mm-mm. No, like, bringing down other femmes of color. But that does not exclude, like, holding them accountable. So, again, not just because you're a femme of color doesn't mean... Um, you're automatically non-problematic. <laughs> so yeah. um, we will always hold each other unco- accountable, but we will not bring each other down without any reason, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. Yes. And with that, we're going to start our little thing here. Um, Vanessa, I know you have a shout-out for us. I do. I have a shout-out for a very special lady. Andrea Castillo, she is the internal director of Mecha, my co-director, and wow, I can't, I don't even know where to start with her, to keep it short, like, I love her so much, she's the most sweetest, humble person I honestly know, like, 
and she's it's amazing her work ethic she uh works like just student leader positions is involved focuses on like building um university ties with like administration and other student unions you know instead of just not, not only focusing on latinx like organizations she has her own like part-time jobs as well you know just like obviously we got we gotta get money everyone's mm. working she goes to school she doesn't live close to campus you know so it's like she's i just see her every day on the hustle and just like making a positive impact for you know latinx community latinx students on campus and i really she really keeps it together with me for me I don't know what I'd do without her, and I just love her so much. So I definitely want to give her the shout-out and just let to let her know that, like, her work doesn't go unnoticed. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, – it's everyone notices it, like, and we're all, like, so proud of her, so. Yes, we are. I personally love Drea so much. She is always down to help. I don't understand how – like, my thing is, like, she probably has no time whatsoever yeah. to herself because she's always on that grind. Mm-hmm. She's always running around. She's always in meetings. She's always trying to like. And she's in a relationship. Like, uh, yeah, she's been in a, like, too. three to four year committed relationship on top of that. So balancing everything on that, you know, since like that's going to be leading into um, conversation as in dating and like that we're going to talk about. But yeah, definitely. She just has it all together and it's just amazing. And whether she might she might argue that she doesn't have it together, but <laughs> she's definitely she's definitely got it. Yeah, and she always looks good too. True. All her oh my god, <laughs> all her outfits are so beautiful. Her hair though, her hair though. Yeah, oh, I love her hair. Her hair, always wearing hoops. Always hey. wearing hoops. Yes, hey. <laughs> she always looks got good. Got the hoops on today. Yes. <laughs> and what is it? Yes, so we love Drea. I love you, Drea. So much. You are a shout out here, and we hope you feel appreciated today. <laughs> yeah, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our next little thing we're going to be talking about is, of course, um, we're going to talk about this podcast room mm-hmm. and about how fucking dull it looks <laughs> and what we brought today. <laughs> so, Veto, what did you bring for us today to make this little like dirty podcast room into a better place well i obviously brought the glowing lights that were hanging over the mics yes i got one <laughs> that what you just heard is <laughs> vanessa dropping one of the things <laughs> it looks really dope though yeah. i really like it i got one for vanessa too i appreciate it um what is it i also have my hat mm-hmm. of course but I actually have something very special to me. It's my trapo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a towel thing, but it's shaped like a dress. Yeah. And the top's like very pink, and the like bottom half is like just like a white towel. And I actually got this for my sixth birthday Aww. in Veracruz when I celebrated it in Veracruz from my abuelito. We didn't we never called him Abuelito, though. We called him Don Salamon. Wow. <laughs> because Don. Gonna, it wasn't like he, was, he wasn't legitimately with my grandma. So, yeah. <laughs> so always Don. Yeah, true. True. Mm-hmm. And like, I love that it's knitted on the top. Like, it's really cute. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I've had it since I was a child. I've never lost it because I'm like, this is precious. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know. Because we didn't really, like, know that side of the family too well. <laughs> it's amazing, like, how much, like, these, like... Because, like, some, like, decoraciones, I don't really know, like, the full name, like, trapo. I mean, with, like, the knitted part. But it's just, like, anytime I go into anyone's household and if they have, 
like this type of like decoration you know the authenticity like from mexico it just makes me feel like at home automatically like mm-hmm. in a stranger's place so i love it yeah and where where do you have this around your house do you have it in your house i do have it in my house i made sure to move it into my apartment um i have it like actually just like right over my bed mm-hmm. i don't ever use it to like dry my hands or anything because <laughs> yeah. i don't want to ruin it i mean it's getting a little it's like old and like it's not like a nice white like so use it was like a blankie type thing i use it like say. a blankie basically <laughs> i'm not gonna lie yeah but yes but marianne please tell us what you brought so today i actually forgot my little like virgencita candle at home but I did bring a very also special guest that we forgot to shout out, and he's very offended. Um, but with me, I have a Kermit puppet. <laughs> <laughs> this was gifted to me by my best friend Allison for my birthday, and he is beautiful and thriving. Okay, he's not a puppet. He's kind of like a plush toy, I would say, but he's like a life-size Kermit, long legs and all. Um his mouth is a little wonky as you can see (laughs) but he's beautiful and i've always wanted him because i wanted to make memes ever since like the kermit memes started going around the (laughs) internet i always told everyone i was like i need one of those like i want to create my own memes (laughs) and i finally got finally got one and he ever since he heard about orchata squad he wanted to come so he's here giving us like the beautiful presence of his like fluorescent green glow and here to listen to beautiful femmes of color <laughs> i love it what an ally yeah <laughs> he's such an ally um do you think kermit is a man of color i think like, he's a man of color yeah mm-hmm. automatically <laughs> kermit is a poc and Maybe. an ally <laughs> he'd be in denial if you said he wasn't yeah, okay. yeah. exactly Thank you, Kermit, for being here. Yes, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I wish I could do the Kermit voice. Like, I feel like I need to master that. You really do, <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll try. Yeah, get your shit together. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, he'll be here for the next podcast, of course, and for the next episode. So maybe he'll make an actual guest appearance in the mics. Ooh. We'll see. <laughs> excited celebrity appearances (laughs) oh yeah yeah we're going big (laughs) okay so now that we've done all that we're gonna actually get into our topic and Mm -hmm. our topic is about dating and being like you know woke femmes of color Mm -hmm. and i don't know if people actually have thought about this but it's pretty fucking difficult sometimes it also gets in the way the more you know it kind of sucks. Yeah. But dating it, in general is already so complicated. Oh my gosh, so so complicated. mixing in like <laughs> being a woman of color, just like, you know, dealing with other people is just a lot. And to start this off, I actually want to take us back. And I know we all have mamas mm-hmm. and they all probably gave us dating advice. <laughs> I want to hear that dating advice. Is there, like, anything specific that you remember? So, my dating advice was just don't date. (laughs) (laughs) Period. There was no bargaining, no conversation. Mm -hmm. It was just you are not allowed to talk to a male until you're 18. Until you're out of the house. Actually, until you're out of the house. 
Mm-hmm. My case, I was on. But obviously, it became bargaining because it wasn't going to be like that. But I just remember from the beginning, being a little girl, my mom would just be like, nope, don't think about guys, don't think about guys. Um, I don't think we formally had, like, even, like, the talk, mm-hmm. you know, the fa- famous talk until, yeah. like, oh, yeah, the famous maybe my talk. senior year in high school. It's actually... That's kind of late. It's very it? alarming. It's very alarming of just where my mom was at with that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I had already educated myself. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait for that long. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting, like, how, like, my mom's tactics really just, like, you know, was just, like, no, just don't do it avoiding it so i don't know about y'all if y'all can relate or not wait 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 can i hear a little bit more about this talk she gave you because i'm not gonna lie like i didn't really like there's a yeah. lot of brown kids who just didn't get the talk i feel like I, a lot of like latinx folks and particularly I'm latinx, yeah like we like we didn't really get that you know yeah yeah well so like i would like consider my mom like a progressive mom now mm-hmm. you know um so my dad passed away and i went out in 2007 when i was 10 years old and really, like, that really changed the way my mom went about a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, like, from work to, you know, my brother's family household, um, you know, myself. I was the only female, like, the only girl. So, like, I've, throughout the years, like, within, like, the last 10 years, too, like, she's it changed incredibly. So, like, I, like, applaud her for that. And, um... Yeah, but, like, you know, still even within that change, um, like I said, like, talking about dating still wasn't a thing. And honestly, too, like, because, like, from the beginning, like, her her saying, like, oh, like, you know, don't date, don't do that, like, you shouldn't be talking to guys, you know, you're too young to be having sex, blah, blah, like, all, like, you know, the typical, like, um, like, mom talk. Um, a specifically Latinx mom talk, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to be doing that, no vas a salir, like, you mm-hmm. know, te quedas en la casa, like, no pa' que, all that. Um, it was just so interesting for me because I was never comfortable really even talking. I never really talked about, like, guys with even friends because, like, I felt like it was so, like, I don't know, like, shunned and, like, like I wasn't supposed to say anything about it. But... When the conversation came, it was so awkward. Like, honestly, it was the most <laughs> awkwardest thing ever. I felt uncomfortable. And the thing is, like, I already, like, was comfortable with that type of talk. But the fact that my mm-hmm. mom was just even, like, starting it, um, I was just like, uh, Like, but basically, she actually started it because she's like, you haven't introduced any guys. I'm <laughs> 18, senior year. She's just like, how come you don't, like, you haven't introduced any guys? I'm okay. like mom you haven't allowed me to date <laughs> like what <laughs> what do you mean? i like how this started with like oh dang like my daughter has no yeah. game <laughs> <laughs> right? no, all man. those years of telling her not to have any game and now and she now. doesn't have game yeah. what a surprise <laughs> Oh it was just like I was like what like I don't even understand like mom you don't want me to date but all of a sudden I'm 18 and now you just want me to bring a guy out of nowhere <laughs> like but no I mean with that it's just like I I have a huge like rule on like introducing people to family mm-hmm. um personally I am very strict with like who I introduce because like my family is everything and like if I'm gonna be with someone that like is obviously a reflection as to who I am Mm -hmm. and like who I want to be also like in the future and so really if I'm gonna be honest I just haven't met anyone like that yet who's worthy enough to for Mm -hmm. me to present to my family um even like in high school when I was like I was doing you know whatever (laughs) like I don't even know if you would call that dating but you know just like talking to guys Going out on, like, you know, mini dates, I guess you could say. I, I call them mini just because they're, like, so, like, 
short and organized like yeah. hang out like very mm-hmm. like i don't know insignificant in my opinion but you know it's cool to look back but really with that my mom just she would just start a conversation with like oh like you know you don't you don't have like why don't you introduce any guys like she like she's like are you lesbian you know super worried <laughs> and i was just like and then like you know i was just like really like <laughs> I was like, I'm not, like, I was just like, and so what if I was, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was already on that set. I was just like, no, mom, like, honestly, I'm not. But if that's what you want to think, like, go for it. And it's just funny, like, because not only, like, my cousins, too, you know, like, for me not bringing around guys or even saying. And I just, like, think that's so funny because of how, like, the fact that, like, if you're not in, like, a committed relationship or, like, talking about guys constantly, like, there's just the assumptions of that. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know it was like really interesting for me like to like just like call out and, like i don't know i'm really like unfazed by it um it doesn't really bother me but it was just like interesting how my mom like did that jump to the conclusion and then after i confirmed that hey i'm not lesbian but like i just don't want to introduce guys to you yet like nor have you ever mm-hmm. had this type of conversation mm-hmm. where she just talked about you know being safe with sex how you know the how guys like you know guys are going to be pressuring you guys like don't care about you at the end and um it was just like that's very that's that, that was basically it like there wasn't any like really like actual tactics of like how to talk to guys or you know like it was like instruction like instructions and type thing mm-hmm. it was just really like oh be careful right and i think that's like the common message like that most people say just please be careful because like at the end of the day she knows like she can't control like who like i date or like who i talk to mm-hmm. so um yeah that was basically it and like you know every now ever since i started college going like we had like definitely talked more about that type of stuff and so there's just like the talk's been progressing honestly just like with things that we talked about she things that she's finding out about me <laughs> has opened new doors and i'm like oh yeah but um yeah with me it wasn't never like relationship advice i guess just because like I've never like dated anyone before or like I never really shown that many or that much interest in guys to begin with. Like I had a lot of friends that like would date around and like talk about guys all the time, but I was just like never into that, I guess, or like talking about guys. I mean, I wonder why, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's some other shit, but um, yeah, like my mom would always just like randomly she wouldn't say this specifically with like dating i guess but she would always drop like little hints just like always be yourself Mm. and like oh um what is it like don't change for anyone and like i used to have a crush on this boy in like sixth grade i guess and um he was my best friend but my mom would be like no like don't change for him like you have to be your own person blah blah blah. but she like never never like mentioned dating to me just because um I wasn't like I wasn't very interested or like I showed other interest um and but like I did notice like my mom used to a lot like kind of like shamed girls who did date and then I would like I'd be like no mom like that's wrong and then she would get mad at me like don't correct me <laughs> like and I'm like oh but like nothing happens so if like girls stayed around blah, blah blah but so I've been like puta positive since I was little but <laughs> not a puta myself but Honestly, um though, like mm-hmm. just like the idea like I don't know personally like I've just never like so like they're dating right mm-hmm. like I've never understood the shaming on literally dating yeah oh yeah like personally like even I was like what like they're just 
whatever. Yeah. I mean, given that relationships literally all lasted in, like, in middle school, like, two weeks and stuff. <laughs> just, like, but I remember so much, hey, like, two weeks and then another person, and, like, it was considered dating, and they'd be like, oh, she's such a hoe. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, I grew up in Mexico, so, like, it was also very different. I, like, since I moved to the U.S., I've noticed, like, there was a lot of differences, actually, like, with people dating and stuff. Like, I feel like more is here is like more open-ended like when you're dating someone and like in mexico like someone actively had to like make this whole like promposal type thing like do you want to be my girlfriend which i thought was so ridiculous but then like like i remember in my middle school if like we had like two reese's or like two lunch and like the second lunch when like the first lunch is like for you to be with your friends and then the second lunch is for you to be who like with the boy you were into or whatever and like you would walk around like the soccer field and it was so <laughs> funny so like if you saw like a guy and a girl like walking around the soccer field you know they were about to date and like they would call that like andar quedando and like oh andan quedando but <laughs> uh, oh my and, gosh. and then in the stage right before exactly yeah <laughs> so but yeah no my mom never like gave me like full relationship advice but I guess just, like, always, like, be yourself and stay true to yourself, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. Like, oh, my gosh. She would always say, like, it's because you have a different type of beauty. Like, you're, like, more mature. And I'm, like, okay, that's just, like, a shitty excuse, Mom. Like, <laughs> don't tell me that. She'd be, like, well, you're so funny and your personality is so great. <laughs> and I'm, like, oh, my gosh. My mom is literally calling me the ugly friend. But, you know, <laughs> all those insecurities type shit. But... She would encourage me, I guess, to stay true. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that that was the main message here, to yeah. stay true to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Did your mom give you something? Oh, my goodness. No. My mom, okay, this is a very big contrast here. My mom, like, was always dead ass, like, don't let boys hold your hand. Like, when, okay, so my first serious boyfriend was in college. Mm-hmm. And when I told my mom, she was like, he hasn't held your hand yet, has he? <laughs> Something like that. She's, like, very, like, very conservative woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's just, like, she's, like, don't kiss him. or And not even my grandma, not even mi abuelita is like that. Mm-hmm. Mi abuelita is just, like, oh, you two were so cute. And then she'd be, like, I saw you two kiss. That's so adorable <laughs> and stuff like that. And so that was, that was really interesting. But um, she mostly told me just, like, don't let me- don't let men touch you like don't do it yeah. like it's gonna ruin your life or something and then for my dad my dad was is very is actually like a very like sex positive person so he would like i remember when i was like about like 16 or so he sat me down and he had a conversation about like and like answered all my like questions about sex and just like told me that if I was going to have sex or anything like that, or if I was having sex, then it, it's not really something he can, like, prevent or stop because it's not really his business. Mm-hmm. But he just didn't want me to, like, stop my education for, like, doing something dumb, like getting pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was like, I'll buy you birth control, like, if you really want, like, Aww. if you're planning to have sex. I just, like, really don't want you to have, like, to, like, get pregnant and yeah. then stop all your studies because you've, like, done so much already. And at the time, I was just, like, I was 16. I did ask him questions, but I was also, like, I went to, like, a very conservative school. So I was just, like, I was, like, Dad, I'm not having sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just, like, I was, like, a, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, any of those stereotypical, like, 
shows where they have like the ultra religious virgin person but that was me i was just like i want to save myself for marriage and then like (laughs) i had this whole idea that i was like eventually going to get married at 18 because all my cousins were getting married at 18 but the (laughs) only reason they were getting married at 18 was because they were like getting pregnant at like 17 oh yeah and so i didn't really see that i was just like oh you know, Mexican babies just come real fast. You know that? <laughs> yeah. It's just part of the culture. <laughs> it's just part of the culture. Yeah. No, my mom, like, um, sometimes I would ask her, like, oh, my God, mom, like, if I ever, like, turn out pregnant, pregnant, like, if I was young or something, like, would you help me out? Or, like, what? She'd be like, no. Like, I would help you out to, like, <laughs> get your stuff out of the house. and help. Yeah. <laughs> no, she would literally say, like. I will help you go and find a job because if you want to be an adult, then you have to do adult things. And like, she's like, I'm just going to yeah. pack your things and like mm-hmm. help you get a job. And then I was like, oh, okay, great. Thanks, mom. Thanks, ma. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, I I always like would joke around with my mom, like, even like when I was like 12, middle school years, you know, you know, like people were getting pregnant. Like, you know, I had friends that were getting pregnant and it was just like, my mom like would just look at me and literally would just be like if you do it just be ready to leave and i was mm-hmm. just like okay <laughs> like okay mom that's my that was my mom too she legit was just like i'm not gonna help you take care of this kid like if yeah. you have a kid or anything like that and then i was just like oh okay mom <laughs> like i don't know what else to say like okay but like i'm pretty sure like for like the boys in my family like if they got someone pregnant like they'll be pissed but they'll definitely take care of the kid and now mm-hmm. i'm like would they i don't know i'm not gonna ever put them in that position to know that but okay so i want to steer the conversation here Mm -hmm. and i want to talk about you know because we are pretty um with that positive people we are we've taken classes we're college educated brown femmes like what are some like no-nos in dating for you like vanessa particularly like is there just something we are like nope no nose. Hmm. Where to start? <laughs> <laughs> Takes out a list. <laughs> Literally. Um. I mean, I just like from like even just introductory. I don't know. I'm, I'm all about like the way you talk. So it's just like attitude is first for me. I mean, I, how can I even put this? Like I hate somebody who isn't able to like fully take on a conversation. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, a no-no for me would be, like, if you're not able to, like, communicate type thing, like, and, like, that's, like, really broad, but, like, in a sense, like, like, not, like being able to have, like, you could say an unoffensive conversation. Um, I don't know about y'all, but, like, as a Latina, I always get the, um, what is it, the fetish of Latinas? I Am know. I right? Oh, my gosh, yes. So, like, that's I... a huge, and it's just, like... You know, like, okay, like, I won, I'm flattered, right? But then on the other side, I'm like, oh, I know what, like, you know, like, and it's just, like, they're doing it subconsciously, or they know, but most of the time, it's, like, you really, really don't know, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like, if you were to call them out, it's just gonna start a whole conversation. And then you're, like, do I have the time for that? Do I have the time for that? No, my first boyfriend, when I was 15, was a white dude, and this is, like, okay, my entire dating life has always been super-duper political, Mm-hmm. because um because i went to a super conservative white school and 
with that in mind they like really ingrained a whole bunch of like anti like brown people ideas into Mm. me so me myself like found like a lot of value in european beauty and so that was like a reflection in my own like dating life because i myself as a brown woman and a very obvious brown woman i didn't really find myself attractive so i was just like dating these white people and even if they themselves weren't even that attractive I was just like, well, like, they're not like, eh, but they have green eyes and blonde hair. Yeah, that's that's a win. That's a win for the community. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just like a reflection of how I felt about myself because I refused to date anyone brown or like basically anyone of color. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, yeah. And so once I realized like all these ingrained feelings of like European beauty, I just like it's like very hard for me or like I just cannot date another a, a white person particular for one thing like it's not even just like oh my one white boyfriend gave a really bad like example mm-hmm. of like you know white men for everyone it's not that I mean he w- he didn't give out the best example like yeah. he used to call me hot chocolate Oh, and I was just my like God. <laughs> <laughs> and even then me not chocolate woke <laughs> But even me, like, not woke then, I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was just like, it's like I, I don't like this nickname here. I don't, I'm not a big fan of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just this whole focus of, like, it, particularly, like, white, like, heterosexual men, cisgender heterosexual men who, like, jo- don't understand their privilege. And then, like, I've seen, like, a lot of, like, friends of mine who date these, like, white men. And they're, like, it's just, like, so obvious that it's like very much a fetish thing for them Mm. and then like they want to be called papi in bed or something but like it's even more than that it's there's also like this whole idea of like fetish but then there's also the whole thing of like using fucking a brown girl as an excuse to like give out like anti-immigration like thoughts and Mm -hmm. to be like oh you know what like i don't like illegal aliens are the fucking worst thing in the entire world and we should shoot them at the border but you can't say i'm racist because i'm fucking this brown girl yeah Yeah, so it's like so it's not only just like worrying about fetishes or doing stuff like that but it's like worrying about that shit too Mm -hmm. and so and i've seen that like way too often it's crazy actually like it's very more common than not um especially with like mixed couples Mm -hmm. um I think that goes into like value, like value too, like your no nos, and like if you're not like how you're valued, um, it comes out like it, it comes out pretty relevant. I don't know. Do you yeah. have a no no? Trump supporters. Right. <laughs> True. Yeah. Know. Yeah. No, I. Well, like, you know, some people are like, oh, well, like, if you want them to be open about your ideas, like, you have to be open about your ideas. Like, no, that's bullshit. Like, I think there's a difference between like just a republican and then like a republican trump supporter like i cannot be associated with someone who like just thinks the same way as like him you know like ivanka's dad because i i don't even like saying the 45th yeah 45th 45th. um yeah no just like someone who can be associated or like someone who agrees with him like even if they use the excuse of like oh my god like i do it for like economic purpose not like because i'm racist i'm like well you're saying that like his economic values or whatever is 
like overpowering these racist values or racist views that he has so I could never be like in a conversation or like dating someone who supports him you know same and like okay we can name off all these things wrong with like white boys and which <laughs> like let's be honest let's be honest like there there is a lot but then like we can't we can't even like go into the comfort of like being with like brown or like men of color because i'm not gonna lie like particularly latinx like males mm-hmm. um are so mamitis <laughs> yeah. and then there's machismo mm-hmm. and then that's just an entirely different thing and i don't know about y'all but i've met like hella hella people with mamitis like comparing me to their mom and a whole bunch of other stuff so i'm like I'm like, bro, it's dope that you, like, love your mom. Like, I love that. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. But, like, but, like I don't want to be considered like, your mom. Like, I don't want to be your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the whole, like, machismo thing, too. Like, it's so, even if they don't notice it, like, it's so dominant in the culture. And even, like, little things. And I was actually talking about this with someone, but... The moment, like, I talk to, like, my friends who are Mexican and stuff, when we talk about machismo, and we're like, oh, my God, like, Latinx men have, like, these this, like, machismo embedded in them and their brains, and it's so annoying. But then, like, the minute a white person agrees with us, or, like, they're like, oh, my God, yeah, it's all, like, machismo. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I like, start defending them, and I'm like, no, you can't say that. That's so, exactly like, me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But with like machismo, machismo really comes out because even like the wokest or like quote unquote wokest of like brown men and whatnot, mm-hmm. like you could really see their machismo if you're like, if you bring up the fact that like, oh, hey, what if you want to be with a girl who doesn't want to have kids? And automatically it goes to like the fuck <laughs> like i'm a breed <laughs> like yeah. i'm a fucking breed right mm-hmm. now like and there's no there's there shouldn't just be one copy of my genes mm-hmm. so i don't know if y'all have done that before but machismo really comes out when it comes down to like breeding shit i think just in, like my like i mean obviously we live in a page like patri- patriarch society sorry um but like i don't like dating like that like that has just always been like it's always like the male has to be dominant and like you know not it's not horrible when like you know if it's balanced but i don't know i just like i don't feel like as of right now where we're at like i just don't know if that's gonna be like i mean for date like heterosexual like relationships wise Mm -hmm. you know obviously is what i'm speaking about but um like I, I just yeah I don't like all my friends and I personally like, like when we're talking like we're heterosexual wise like it's just like the male just is automatically you know like looked at as dominant so it's just like I don't know <laughs> shaking your head it's just I know but like even like I find myself like I'm a very like dominant person too so it's just like um i think like i put that out and like it makes like i see like the other person that i'm interacting with like step up their dominance and it's just like interesting like because i'm really just like said i'm just like right acting like not like normal for me right and it's just like i just see like the effort of like having to have like that power like you know and so and like what i mean by that is just like you know like who's paying or like who's planning stuff and like like oh do what you want type thing or who you who you can go out with and conversations right and like how they support or like what they're doing to like better their futures or like their family and stuff that's interesting because okay the thing is like 
you yourself with a dominant personality, um, I don't know, because I would think that since you go off and find more dominant, like someone else with a personality as dominant as yourself, Mm -hmm. that's super interesting because I myself, I feel like I don't really have like a dominant personality, but I do look for people who are a little bit more submissive than me. So then I can like take, Mm -hmm. because I don't like the idea of like, okay, when I get into like any kind of relationship with any person, it should already just be established that I'm the funny one. (laughs) I'm going to be the loud one, Mm -hmm. like all this other stuff. And it, it just annoys me because particularly like women who are funny or who like to do like, any kind of like comedy or sense of humor mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And I like used to do stand up comedy a lot. I'm yeah. trying to pick it up again. <laughs> um, so I, it's established. I know I'm funny. Yeah. But like I've been with like other people, particularly men who are like, hey, like, like, oh, I'll say something funny. And then they'll like try to one up me. And then I'll be like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And then I'll be like saying something more funny. And then it's just like becomes this competition. And at the end, I'm like, this date is done. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. Like, in anything, I just, like, it just always went up. And it's, like, I don't know. I Like, I just don't like feeling like I'm in not even a competition, just, like, having to do that. Because, like, I'm just, like, coming at them, like, normally. And it's, like, if you're, like, trying too hard in a sense, like, okay. That's, like, when I'm just, like, okay, this, you're trying too much. Like, get out. Get out of here. Yeah. For me, like, also, like. I feel like someone needs to have the same type of humor as me. I feel like a ve- I have a very specific type of humor. Uh, well, I think I'm really funny. And, like, so I don't care if they're funny, but they have to have the same sense of humor, you know? But I also, I feel like I couldn't be with someone who is not, like, put a- politically involved or at least, like, knowledgeable, I guess. And, like, it's just because my life, I feel like, revolves around about, like, revolves around like politics and i speak up a lot about issues and like i tweet about it all the time and stuff like that so it's something very important for me and very important in my life so i couldn't be with someone who like couldn't carry these conversations with me or like invalidated what i said because like oh my god you're being so political you know like this is how i live my life and i would need to be with someone who understands that or i need someone who like gets mad at me for the same reasons you know like put like, politically at least so that's important, I would say. Yeah, I think that's super important. And okay, so I have to ask y'all something because I want to, I just want to know if it's just like me that thinks this or whatnot. But when you're looking at to like physical t- characteristics of like people like you're interested in, like what comes into mind? Because me particularly, like I have this weird thing of like being around or like, being in like sort of like closer intimate relationship particularly with men who are like much larger than me who are like taller or like Mm -hmm. just like built more larger like that like scares me to be (laughs) around like men who are like physically like just so much more dominant than me not to Mm -hmm. say that i'm like dating really skinny ass like Mm -hmm. short people but i'm like (laughs) around like just like you know because there's that thing where, like, oh, girls only want to date men who are six foot five mm-hmm. and, like, can bench, like, 280 or something. I don't know anything about, like, weights. But <laughs> it's, like, stuff like that. Like, do you, like, like, what do you think about that? Because I personally have, like, and I just reali- I realized um, in a completely different conversation that this is due to the fact that, like, I... Like, I have this, like, sort of, like, low-key, high-key fear because Latinas are, like, so 
we're so easily pulled into um what is it domestic violence mm-hmm. like relationships and so like with my knowledge of like for one thing growing up in the community i grew up in where women were like faced a lot of violence mm-hmm. in their own relationships but also like just knowing the statistics and numbers that go into like women like brown femmes mm-hmm. like being in domestic violence like in violent relationships like i guess that like subconsciously played on like who i find attractive mm-hmm. like do y'all have like that thing where like for physical traits or whatnot I mean, like, I definitely have, like, physical, like, physical traits that I'm attracted to and stuff. I don't know. I think since you could say, like, since I started college, like, I've been on, like, the path to, like, continue to stay woke, right? You know, like, constantly, like, learning more about myself, about, like, everything in society and, like, how that plays into, like, um, like, you know, dating and stuff or, like, other things. But I don't know, like, personally, personally, I, like, I'm, like, I'm a tall girl. Like, I'm 5'8", you know, like, like, I'm, like... You know, like, thick, like, you know, you could say. So, it's, like, for me, um, automatically, just, like, yeah, I've always liked, like, males that are, like, larger, like, you know, in a sense, like, taller, um, in a sense. So, just, like, in this, I feel, see, like, that dominance, right? Like, because I feel like it's, like, it's not that I want someone, like, I'm trying to be submissive, but the fact that I'm so dominant, like, I feel like I just want that, right? Like, that's what I seek in a relationship. Like, I want someone who feels it's, like, strong and like you know um like just powerful in a sense um and so like that's what I I do like that right um and then when you bring that into like how I feel like about relationships it's um I'm all I don't know like I can't really say that I like think of that like constantly right like I can't really think like oh my gosh like this person is bigger like if he snaps one time or you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um so that's like that is interesting that you bring that up because like um, I do know other people that think about that constantly, but that's just, that's not something that I go through on a daily. Um, I just like, cause I, I, I don't, I give like people benefit of the doubt in a sense. And I know like, that's not always the safe route, but just like right now, I feel like I'm gonna, whenever like I encounter dudes, like I'm going to say like, before I even go out, if, and like, honestly, the first rule is like, you never hang out with a dude alone. Like the mm-hmm. first day, like, <laughs> I don't care, like, you know, what, anyone, like, guys will be like, oh, my gosh, I'm just trying to get to know you, you know, but, like, I just feel like it's just, like, common courtesy, like, because, because, like, you know, that, like, power dynamic, you Mm -hmm. know, like, you don't know this person, you don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. like, like, a first date, like, why would you do that in a private setting for the first time, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like just, you like, don't go to, you, like, sauce. you don't go that's and hang out sauce. in, like, some random dude's house. Like, you know, first date. like, first day, like, you know, you do that. Yeah. Like, it should be in a public setting always. Like, I don't like, I will argue with anybody about that because it's like, no, like, also just like, even if like not going away from like the power, like, you know, like being scared of like what could happen, like physically. Right. Just like. What, like, what does that say about you, like, when you invite me over to your place, like, and it's just us, you like, I'm over here, like, oh, my gosh, first date, going over to your place, what does that mean, you know, like, are you trying to, like, hook up the fir- on the first date, like, are you actually just trying to, you know, like, all this, or is he trying to kill you? Yeah, you know, okay, that, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. like, it was, like, oh, like, you oh, know, yeah. you just don't know, like, are you really just trying to Netflix and, you know what I mean, like, not mm-hmm. chill, like, just Netflix, like, mm-hmm. or, like, you know what I mean, like, you just don't know, and if you do these assumptions, they, like, they throw it back at you, it's like, oh, why would you assume that, like, I'm not like that, but it's like, okay like I'm just you're not really communicating back on like you know what you are trying to do so I feel like I don't know just like with anybody like I feel like your first date should not be like 
like alone and like you shouldn't invite like i'm not like i'm honestly if, you, if a guy invites me over the first date like to your place i'm not gonna go because that's just like weird it's like block you will be blocked by <laughs> vanessa yeah like no 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 but like if it's like and it's like different like if friends you know like oh friends mm-hmm. are coming over like okay like that's totally different like it's just like the idea of like being alone with somebody for the first time it's just like that's a lot of like pressure too just like what am i supposed to talk to you about like mm-hmm. i don't know but that's my opinion on that mm-hmm. with um I just I but carrying like going back to like f- like physical traits, I definitely do like I don't know but like a bigger body type like compared to mine, um I but like I don't also like I don't know like the going back on that like it's not like I hate like I feel like it's not discriminating right like I'm like like small bodies it's just like personally like it's like I'm not attracted to like you know somebody that's smaller than me right or like you and like you have like less of a preference yeah less yeah less of a preference and I feel like automatically that like does go to like you know like the subconscious like societal norms that we have right like oh like you're like you're supposed to be someone that's bigger than you like right like a female shouldn't be bigger but like I don't know I feel like being aware of that right now and like like how I feel like when I'm ever like I'm looking at like guys like oh like seeing who I'm interested in it just I still find myself going to like those regular like like societal norms and i don't really know if that's because you know it's just like built in me subconsciously mm-hmm. or just like you know because that's actually what like i like and like just like you know like just like it is what it is type, type thing i like it's never really full it is what it is right there's always mm-hmm. like some type of like okay like that's the way you think but as of right now that's how like how i go about looking for guys or like mm-hmm. physical attractions wise yeah i don't i don't think i've had any or like have any in mind um just because i don't know i don't really think about it that much but um i guess with like men like i've always like been attracted i guess to like people who are taller than me just because i am considered tall i guess um especially like when i lived in mexico like i was the tallest always of my friends and no one like all no one was taller than me especially like boys and stuff but like i don't know like and with like girls like i don't know like i don't really have a type i guess like and i don't know I'll yeah actually that's like <laughs> so. definitely a question like for like y'all that are interested in girls like like you know is it like how what is like what are y'all interested in that like is it like bigger girls like your smaller girls or is it just like all girls right like like I'm, i am curious because like societal norms like there isn't really any automatically right so mm-hmm. it's just like y'all are like right now like you know choosing the pathway like how like y'all like see like or seek other people that's true and okay so particularly because i am a narcissist (laughs) i prefer um girls that look like me (laughs) so like i figured that out that was like a thing that i had a realization about so uh, i guess around my height maybe a few inches taller maybe a few inches shorter but it's hard to find people who are shorter than me i want you to know Mm -hmm. i'm like for the listeners, I am the short one in this group right now. <laughs> I am like FIFA and a half of an inch. Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't know. That is my type. I do. I. What is it? Okay. So I'm like light skinned, but I'm not white passing. Like mm-hmm. for a girl. I normally like girls who are like um, a few shades darker than me, though. But that's only like I feel like that's done very political and very much on purpose mm-hmm. because of the fact that. I don't know. Um, I have this like strange fear of like being or with like people who are like so much lighter than me that could one day like, 
I don't know. I don't like the whole idea of like one day producing children that are like white passing, <laughs> which is like I know phenotypes are like very like complex yeah. and whatnot. And so like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because I could like even if I hook up with someone who is like a lot darker than me or something like that, they can like I can still have like a very like white child or yeah. something. But I don't know because that like goes back with men and women for me because I do prefer people who are of like darker shades than me yeah and it's only due to like the closeness of colonization that has happened in my family which is Mm -hmm. like people think about it oh you know it happened like 400 or 500 years ago or something i was like no it didn't really happen like yes it happened that long ago but for me particularly like my um mi abuelita is indigenous and actually like both my abuelitas are like they're like darker skinned women they are um the one on my mom's side is indigenous the one on my dad's side is like afro latinx more and they both like hooked up with like lighter skin white men Mm -hmm. and then that like i don't know like i just like don't like it because the colonization was just too close and then their relationships were like terrible with these like men Mm -hmm. and so it's just like i don't know subconsciously that got me and then also like now it's just like more of a visible thing and like when i'm searching and actively looking for like males or women like it's just like oh um this is like a very big thing for me i guess now because like then i get like little tiny things of like oh mi abuelitos don salamon like fuck that shit yeah (laughs) yeah no i mean like for girls like i don't even like Honestly, I don't even think about men anymore. <laughs> like, so that's why, like, I didn't really have an answer just because, like, I don't think about them. <laughs> so, um, but with girls, like, I don't really, like, I don't, I just don't think, like, specifically of a type or anything. Um, I, I do find, like, women of color, like, a little bit more, I guess, just because, like, I yes, find myself, I love women of color. Yeah. Of color. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just more attracted to that because... I think I am, well, because I am a woman of color and, like, I don't think, I have this whole thing about white women and them being entitled and, like, a, like cultural upbringing is very, very difficult to, like, it's so hard to be with someone who is totally different from you. Um, so I think it's just, like, women of color I'm more um, into, <laughs> I guess no yeah going like staying on like uh, the topic of like physical attraction so like when i was young like i'm like pretty i'm like i'm brown you dark skin you, i mean eh, okay yeah, morena morena right yeah. okay but like in the summer i'm dark i get really like mm-hmm. i really do get very dark skinned so and like right now i feel like i'm super wet right now like i'm like deficient in like <laughs> vitamin d so like yeah right now is like not my glow but like even like when i was little right like I, like, I have pictures, like, people would be like, oh, like, negra, right? Like, or, like oh, like, negrita. And my family would be like, oh, like, and, like, would always be calling me negrita, right? And so it's just, like, goes into the, right, like, the colorism within, like, Latinx people and, like, just, like, the way, like, the terms they would use, right? Um, and so, like, I was, I've always been called negra from, like, since I was little. Like, my mom literally mm-hmm. has me in her phone as negra, like, currently, as of today, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm always like, ma, like, stop, <laughs> like, right? Like, <laughs> But, like, it's just, like, that my family, and, like, they do it out of love, but, like, they also don't know, like, the effect, right? And, like, yeah. it's interesting for me because, like you said, like, how you mentioned earlier how, like, you, you 
like when earlier like you know in high school and stuff you would like be attracted to like white people and like or white boys because of like that eurocentric like beauty standard and like that's super common for like a lot of my friends too for me i just like i've been in like i've this like a thought that i've been going through like personally because like i'm just like thinking like okay i've never really fully been into like white dudes like from the beginning and i'm talking about like like five years old like crushes you know like mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i've always just like thought about like what have been like you, you could say like my like societal like um crushes that you know that i like you could say like have been pushed on me type thing and i don't know but like i connect that with like my mom and my family because i've always like been attracted to like darker skin like males and like that's just always been like it's like oh but i also feel like because of like my family always saying like oh like you're gonna like, like they would say like the vas a casar con un negrito and stuff you know like because you're that is like negra and i'm just like and i'd always like i was like a six seven year old girl you know taking that mm-hmm. in right so it's just like i don't know like just looking back like i don't think like it never affected me because i was like happy about it I was, like oh yeah like they're hella cute like you know like <laughs> i love dark skin like you know like whatever but like you know my family would just like look like like be laughing about it but like because i would be like you know, like, NBA, like, NBA stars I'd be watching or, like, you know, like, black actors. Like, they would be, like, my crushes. Like, I, like it'd be, like, and so it's just interesting because I talked to some of my friends and they're, like, oh, like, they would have, like, the European section of, like, beauty, like, or European beauty-centric standards, my bad. And, like, it's just, like, weird because I feel kind of, like, out of the, like, loop or the sense, like, out of, like, mm-hmm. the bunch of, like, me, like, striving to, like, be attracted to, like, white males from the, like, from the beginning, right? Because I feel like a lot of people now have switched, like, okay, like, you know, I appreciate, like, you know, the dark skin, like, brown skin people. Like, that's, like, who I want to be with. But I feel like because of, like, my family's pressure of, like, who, like, you know, like, identifying me, like, you know, like, negative, like, being dark skin, like, pushed, like, my, like, um like, my interests, right? Like, mm-hmm. they molded me automatically into, like, well, like thinking, like, I should just stick to, like, dark skin, like, um, brown skin people. And, which is, like, fine, right? Like, right now mm-hmm. I'm just chilling. But, like, it's just interesting because, like, I don't know, like, what does that, like, does that mean, like, I'm not good enough for, like, white boys type thing? You know what I mean? Like, that oh, was always, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. was always something, like, oh, like, you know, like, I'm never going to be good enough. Just stick to, like, brown people type thing. And so it was, like, that was definitely always, like, something, like, that I, like, I personally dealt with, and it was just, like, interesting, but I think, like, it's just weird, because, like, I don't like to, like, you know, like, you could, I love, like, like, like dark-skinned, like, males, and it's just, like, I don't, like, want that to, like, because, like, you know, and I'm thinking of, like, the connection with, like, white girls, like, fetishizing black guys, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that, like, mm-hmm. that fetish. Oh, yeah. And just, like, in general, though, like, people, like, I like, females fetishizing black guys, like, black guys and stuff, so... Like, I always, like, I'm, like, knowing that and trying to be aware of it, though, but just, like, naturally, like, you know, I do, like, dark, like, more dark-skinned, like, males. So, it's just, like, like, I, but, like, connecting that since, like, that's been my interest from, like, the beginning, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's never, like, switched. So, it's, like, I don't really know, like, where, like, do I call out that fetish or not? You know what I mean? Like, is that a fetish for me? Like, like if so, I've been trying to analyze, like, how that even started. Because it's been from, like, the beginning. So, yeah. it's, like, I don't feel like it's been, like, anything, like media driven you know what i mean mm-hmm. i just it's, it's just, just more environmental driven or whatnot like yeah. nurture nurture versus like nature because your nature was you grew up here in the states and so that must have been like you know television always shows the love interest being like some blonde hair blue eye boy yeah. and whatnot and on and, top of that yeah. where i'm from is like predominantly white right like i was like one of five latinos and like so like and there is like no other like 
um, other minorities. Like, Latinos were the biggest minority. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, all white. So just the fact that I was always just, like, never, like, found, like, you know, white people really, like, that attractive around me Mm -hmm. is, like, interesting. Because, like, I feel like, and it's just, like, I'm, like, not, like, bragging. I just, like, I feel like that's a very strong mentality to have, like, even, like, you know, going through school and stuff and just, like, not being around, like, the people that you find attractive mostly, you know, and stuff. Like, you would think that because I, like, I'm surrounded by a lot of, like, white people, I would be, be wanting to, like, you know, date a lot of white people. But it was never really like that for me. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess it just, like, always depends on what you take in as children because, I don't know, because the thing with me and liking, like, white particularly white boys was due to a lot of the things of like me watching a lot of television growing up i was a third child of i was i'm like a third kid um but i was a very quiet third kid so like my parents never really had to worry about me they were always giving like a lot of attention to like my siblings and whatnot and so like i like took in a lot of television i took it into i took in and i went to a, a private white school and so i took in a lot of like what they were saying and what i got from it was always like the white dudes because like white men blue eyes blonde hair or green eyes blonde hair like that's that's the shit and also Mm. weirdly enough i picked up this thing from like movies and television where i should automatically just force myself to like the really geeky white boys Mm -hmm. because they're always going to be the ones with like the hearts of gold like the ones that don't have a lot of friends like those are the ones with the heart of gold and you know what sometimes geeky white boys don't have friends because they're assholes like (laughs) like not all of them have like heart of gold and so i'm like reevaluating my entire childhood and how i felt about like not only white boys but how i felt about like my own people and how i felt about myself because i realized once i got out of college and like this is why i like don't like white or like something that happened it's not even like it wasn't even like fully conscious decision it's just something i realized one day was just i when I started loving myself, that's when I started loving people who look like me. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I stopped liking white people. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird thing for me because my entire, like, everyone's entire li- liking and politics and everything has to, or everyone's, like, dating life and politics and who they like and who they're attracted to has to do with, you know, environment, has to do with like your politics, type. your type. But, like, how you were raised and, like how you view and value yourself as a human being and i don't know that's just so interesting to think about and with that we are running out of time so (laughs) this is a great conversation we absolutely loved it before we completely let you go i just want to throw in a little bit of light because last episode we talked about the florida shooting and we talked about guns and i just wanted to because for people who just automatically don't know the students um, went to the legislation in Florida, were rejected, like their because they wanted to ban all assault rifles. Mm-hmm. It got rejected, mm-hmm. and then about an hour later, um, they the legislation declared porn as a public ha- health health hazard. What? And they were like, it's to protect the teens. Oh, my gosh. Which is absolutely ridiculous to think about because I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe they're protecting them from carpal tunnel. Like, I don't know, (laughs) from spending too much money on lotion. (laughs) I don't know. But it's ridiculous. And they're not really helping the teens. Mm -hmm. And 
yes any final words now wow well i don't know that's so shocking like oh my gosh i don't even know what to say about it like this is ridiculous yeah the energy towards that is just is i don't know for me like i feel just like annoyed constantly because i just it seems like there's no there's no like progress for that so hopefully hopefully they can start <laughs> seeing it but i mean with the student efforts and everything like, you know like i feel like there's like definitely like a movement happening right now with that right mm-hmm. now like I mean, there's been obviously like quite a bit of shootings within even like the last year right so it's just like the movement is starting after this one and so uh, you know like because like this was 17 like people like a lot of people have been dying there's been so many like shootings where like more than 17 people have died so just like I feel like right now, finally, I don't know why this one, right? But I'm happy, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, like I don't know what made this mm-hmm. one like finally for people to say like let like this is like has to stop. But just like with student movement, like I'm excited for what's to come. I yeah. really think progress will be coming. Like even with like the hopelessness of just like constant like um, disappointment. Yeah, disappointment mm-hmm. from politicians and not like meeting our needs, but we'll see yeah we'll see i'm just a little hopeful now for the future because these kids have been so vocal about everything about this shooting and it's been really really amazing like i've seen a lot of like high school walkouts and stuff even my my old high school um did a walkout like when was it wednesday i think and they were like shouting for like gun reforms and it was just amazing that like these uh teens are gonna grow up to like be able to vote and stuff so they're gonna be the ones who like elect as as well as we are but like elect the right people who change these laws and those people in power that that can actually um change things you know so i'm a little hopeful but again like the people in power right now are ridiculous and are not doing anything Yes. And okay. That's what we have to say about yeah. that. Um we would like to say goodbye to everyone yeah. and we're about to leave. Thank you for listening. Yes. TQM Visito. Bye. Goodbye.